podcast episode 15 of season 2. I'm Jesus Kill, of course. We are going to have a very, very exciting cast. Let me assure you of that. Um, but first, before I do that, let me introduce everybody that's in this cast. First, we're going to have Kasumi from Bulba Garden. Hello. We have Misty also from Bulba Garden. Hi. We have Jachini927 of Burnstar Depths. Hey, guys. We have Satish Kuhn also from Bulba Garden. Glad to be here. We have PPN Steve from Pokemon Palace Network. Hey, everyone. And our special guest host tonight is going to be from Pocket Monsters. It's Inul Liger. Welcome, sir. We're going to have a great cast for you tonight. Uh, before we move on, I'm going to say that Archaic is not here because he is demoing the trading figure game at an anime convention in Brisbane. Uh, we wish him the best of luck, and um, hopefully he could uh, tell us about his experience next week. Um, also on tap for tonight, we're going to have Movie 10 discussion, including the new ending song that was revealed a few days ago. So before we go any further, let's get to our first call. And the first call tonight will be Full Master, so let's get him right now. Hmm. Hello, Full Master. Welcome to Bulbacast, episode 15 of Season 2. How are you? Hello, guys. Hello. Hey. How's it going? And what's your question this week? Okay. This is random. Oh, man. Um, how many how many filler characters do you think there's been? Whoa! Um, wow. Do you believe in many? Uh, <laughs> I would I would say I would I would say it's possibly no probably more than that probably I, I would say I would say about 200, maybe two hundred and fifty because you have 9, to 000? you have to consider that a, you have to consider that a filler character on average they appear uh, a filler character appears probably. Three times out of every seven episode. So, if you consider that we're almost at number five hundred, the frequency of these filler characters are usually, I would say, between three out of seven and uh, four out of nine episodes. It really depends on where the where uh, the arc is, especially Jodo. They had so many filler characters. I can't even count. I haven't even watched them all yet. So, uh, it's it's possibly larger than two two hundred or three hundred. I don't know, it seems more to me like one filler character per episode, and then you've got some that have like two or three or four, and of course you've got yeah, the mains, I and I, I think you could make a case for 400. Even if yeah. you went with that's 300 true. to 400, I agree. two-thirds of the episodes like having filler characters, <laughs> that's what, uh, three, 300 and some odd episodes? Granted, a few of them make you know, more than one appearance, yeah, yeah. Like more than one episode, but... They're still filler characters. I mean, you still have to, even people yeah, that exactly. Ash and the Gang uh, don't directly yeah. interact with and there is, can be considered a filler character. Very true. Remember yeah. that, yeah. that, that there are some episodes uh, that what have more than more just one filler character. character. Like Ooh. So you have to come that example. Example. Gang bang up them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, appeared about, he's mm-hmm. about ten t- appeared about maybe nine or ten times in the anime so far. MPP and you know I've said this before. Um, yep. The magic arm salesman actually helped the plot a few times because yep. he's the reason why Jesse has Wobbuffet, so and he's the reason why James doesn't have his victory belt anymore. Filler characters or standing Very characters, true. what do you so, want to call them, that do help move along the plot line. So they're they're key to the progression of the anime, even though they're not key to the old supporting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would it be occasional supporting uh, guest Think about it. Think about like it. The, the typical plot line for, for the anime, right? Yeah, Ash goes somewhere, 
find yeah, something wrong, fixes it, and leaves, right? Well, in order for that to actually work, you do need the filler character because Ash has yeah. to meet somebody to find out mm-hmm. what's wrong. They wouldn't have a plot if, without it. I mean, granted, there's contest episodes and, ba- and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot exactly. that where that's not needed per se, even though you do get filler characters exactly. there too. But for the basic overall plot, yeah, it's not, you know, what? Mm-hmm. Ash meets somebody, battles them or fixes something, says goodbye, and then we'll never see him again. Exactly. So, um, FM, you got any more to say and uh, any more questions? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, Go right ahead. What's the story with the TCG both. cards? Is it still popular or is it less popular than it has been? Or What's the story with that? It, it kind of... Um, yeah, granted, uh, when uh, Wizards of the Coast uh, gave it to Nintendo, um, they when they acquired the trading card game, they basically took the practices of Wizards of the Coast and they basically maintained it, which uh, is quite surprising Didn't to me, they uh, considering that the whole feel of it. A good amount of people still play the game. Wizards. I mean, yeah, at first they they kept it the same, but then they gradually changed things. They added those. Uh, Right, they, they changed the way the cards yeah. are. They did those wet. They want they want to mold it to their own custom. The they custom tailored to their own needs. Oh yeah. Those, uh, those. In any case, right. um, in any case, I remember Blondes her made the same question a few weeks it ago, and Arcade told exactly, us it's, that it's, um, the TCG is still popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do and if anything, ever since uh, uh, PSA, I mean, sorry, uh, ever since uh, Nintendo acquired it, I think, maybe I'm wrong, well, but I think the card, uh, card packs have actually gotten cheaper in price too, which is probably helping sales. But then again, I don't know if they, I still think that even with 10 cards, it's still cheaper per card now than it was with uh, Wizards, because I remember hmm. going to the usual store and they'd be oh, like 10, uh, 10 bucks a pop, and then now here booster in Canada, pack? they're like... Uh, Average, I think, seven or eight dollars. Like, well, the different. Well, the difference is the difference is really it's the supply and demand. Are you? Well, Wizards cards are more expensive too. Yeah. Or at least they used to be. Indeed, so. Right. So, FM, thank you very See ya, much. Yeah, master. Bye. Yes, and thank you guys for having mm-hmm. me. No problem. Yep. Hey, you're welcome. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. RJ, thank oh, you for calling in. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hello. Um, All right. I'm actually pretty crappy right now. Aww. Aww. Uh, let's try to make your night today. better. Let's let's get some elixir for that and uh, do that by telling us your question. Uh, I was just wondering what you guys thought is the reason behind Hikari and fan service and panty shots that are That's non-existent. True. It's it's because she has a figure that is older yeah. than her age. She looks like a teenager, and a lot of not anime really. fans. Not really. Well, look, well, look at her it's compared her to May. She's like skinnier, and she has a. Her boobs are smaller. I, it's all yeah, about her still. skirt. It's what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all eccentric. It's all eccentric. Uh, different eccentric items. That's what it Plus is. Plus, there's yeah. too many little horny men on the internet. There's so much attention on her and Harka. 
and like not all that much attention on Kasumi and definitely yes. not on Musashi, which but is she, I mean she wears a short. She doesn't skirt. have that cuteness. Oh, about Musashi dresses up in bondage gear in one episode. Yeah, I mean, the personality just turn guys off. Is that is that what's but going on there? There's there's been a little bit of minor discussion back in the day about you know Misty's chest size as we you know referred to it back years ago. <laughs> But uh, there was never really as much attention as there was now with uh, uh, Haruka and now uh, uh, Hikari, aka Dawn. But she's cooler. Well, you know, I think um, I think people didn't you know go crazy over Misty either because she was more tomboyish. Well, actually, one one shot is true. One of the, one of those uh, one of those shots are actually true because certainly uh, could actually give you the timestamp. Uh, one of the episodes that uh, one of the questionable shots were in there. I mean, it was probably maybe like, I don't know, a 15th of a second, a 24th of a second, maybe like one or two frames, but it's still there. There's literally hundreds of other anime that are filled with fan service. Like, you're watching the wrong show. Like That's that's the problem. I that's think that's the biggest show. Because most of these series, you have 26 episodes. Here, you could have endless, endless, endless amounts. It's getting older. It's mind-boggling. And maybe that's why there's a little more um, fan service involved. Mm-hmm. Even though it's outwardly have, marketed to I have the younger, not, I have not seen group, that episode. The producers and creators, I'm pretty sure, know that the average fan is a older, uh, in this a teenage range. Yeah. Well, well teenagers appreciate fan service. The audience, but then why don't the they improve the storyline to make it a little more serious and not so repetitive and? like, ripping off things from past series? Well, we're seeing... The movies have been getting worse. Some of that change it a little bit. Like, it seems so rehashed in some ways. It's, like, really predictable. I don't know. It's just... Right. Just remember that we had, we've had a rider change about 60 eps ago. Or, no, right. more than 80 eps ago when, when uh, Battle of Frontier started. So the plot lines have gotten much better, in my opinion, than uh, early yeah, it's sad that we have to well, wait till we have the very to build end of a new character to get don't a good I mean, storyline. Like we have to wait till the all their Pokemon are evolved of and like to have good battles. It seems like they're kind of they don't, but uh, they do anyway. I guess. I, I mean, the... how much? How much does Ash? Do Ash and Brock need to be? <laughs> he should be like a master trainer by now. It's like why, why does Ash lose at all these like first level gyms? So why not? He he'll be the on his quest for the well, if he was greatest. a master trainer by now, they really wouldn't have any room for him to grow with the anime. So you can't, you know. Well, I, he doesn't have to be a master because I mean, you could still just walk around and be a really good trainer, and not. I don't. We well, have I mean, to remember. Master, you... you know, just remember, Ash is not the brightest guy in the world. So well, even if you he know, masters something, he might just even a master later trainer. On. He's prone to do that. So well, that's know, it. They, he they, is. They He's restarting. Basically, so even a master game. trainer. Yeah, and I guess, we'll I guess he's starting at, at a gym with a level 5 beginner Pokemon. Well, see, now that shouldn't happen. Pikachu should be like level, what, 10 million but, or something? It's just really sad to see Pikachu lose to... I don't exactly. Know. Yeah. You know, and then he's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> over 9,000! <laughs> and do you, do you guys nope. think um, Photodial and Cyndaquil will come back? If anything, you'll get... A Charizard no or no Butterfree because or, they, or one because of those kind they, of things. Because they want, they want to focus on the new generation. Something that was left open. They don't want to get in the previous, but stuff that he's done with, like Totodile or any of his other starters, no, they won't come back. Unless they do a flashback ep or he goes to 
oak lab for some reason. There's so few fire types in Sinnoh, though, that it's kind of like, what choice do you have? Well, Ponyta? Regarding, like, previous Pokemon coming back somewhere in the story, I think uh, with the upcoming 10th uh, movie, the director is actually going to be bringing back some of the old Pokemon. We know Pidgeot's going to be in there for sure, although I'm not sure we can say for sure that is the same one that Ash owned. Although Charizard did make a comeback in uh, movies two, well, I don't know about two, but two and three. But I don't know if these will be in somewhat like flashback sequences or or mm. more of these are actually going to be coming back in the actual main movie itself. Because mm-hmm. I'm getting the feeling that um, movie ten, because of the the time, the time change, you know, whatever plots uh, we call plot points something. Anyways, yeah. um, I think they're going to pull something with that, but I'll comment more on that later on. So getting back to the uh, topic on um, hand, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, whoever was uh, talking last. Thank you very much. Um, Arigato? Uh, anything else you want to comment Thanks, on? Yeah. Uh, no, nothing I can think of. All right, Arjun, thank you for calling in once again. All right, thanks. Thank you. I, I hope your evening gets better and you take care. Thank you. Take You're care. Welcome. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Yeah, she was good. Back in one minute and two seconds right here on Bulbacast. Please don't go away. Bulba Garden theme song for Bulbacast 15. Take five. Are you ready, users? I, I, archaic. I can't hear you. I, I, archaic. Oh, who lives in a form that's pretty and green? Bulba Garden. Are happy and meadow and not very mean? Bulba Garden. If people could have only one careful wish, Bulba Garden, then they would all say that we are smelly fish. Bulba Garden. Bulba Garden. Bulba Garden. Bulba Garden. Bulba Garden. Welcome back to the Bulbacast. That was a very interesting commercial. We're gonna we're gonna get right along to our movie ten discussion. It's very exciting. We have a few news and notes here. Um, we're gonna go around and we're gonna uh, have that have our cast members do a little discussion, and then we're gonna have a little uh, afterthought, and we're gonna go right on down the line until we finish here. So the first person I'm gonna hand it off to is Inner Liger, since he seems to know a good deal about the situation. So go right ahead, sir. Hi, as you listeners may have read from various uh, sources on the uh, internet this past few days, it has been revealed that Sarah Brightman will be performing the uh, main theme song for the 10th Pocket Monsters movie, uh, Diamond and Parallel, Dialga vs. Palga vs. Darkrai. The song is called Be With You, and there's also a male vocalist as well, who we currently do not know, but uh, I heard an interesting rumor, which I will discuss later on. But uh, first, for those of you who have uh, not uh, heard the uh, sample that has been posted on her Japanese website, here it is. Enjoy. You are my fool, love sent me from high, but you are the 
that was the clip for uh, Be With You by Sarah Brightman and the currently unnamed male vocalist, which I will now discuss. I read on this uh, website, uh, which I shall not name, that the male vocalist yeah. is uh, Chris Thompson. Some of you guys may be wondering, Chris Thompson, who? So to elaborate a little bit on that, for some of us classic rock music fans, uh, he used to be part of Manfred Mann's uh, Earth Band. And for Queen fans, he's also done work with uh, Brian May and also sang uh, with Queen on a couple of occasions. But he's also apparently done work with Sarah Brightman before, back in 1995. I can't quite remember the name of the track, but if I can find it, I'll mention it later on. As for my comments on the uh, the song itself, now, be aware that this is not my final subjective re- uh, thoughts, as this is only a clip, but uh, until the... For, for now, with the clip, I think... Uh, yes, before the dub. Uh, it's mm-hmm. very interesting that the Pocket Monsters movies now have an English song in the original movie itself being... Yeah, before the dub, exactly. And... Uh, and in English even, so um, although rumor has it uh, also that this was actually licensed, uh, so it wasn't maybe created specifically for the movie, but uh, I could be wrong. The, the song itself, I think the feeling that it gives me is that we're going to have to expect a bit of a change in the style of this new movie for several reasons, because one, mm-hmm. most importantly, it's the 10th movie and also the... Uh, the one movie celebrating the uh, 10th anniversary of the uh, franchise. And uh, I think this movie will be somewhat uh, maybe epic or uh, I don't know how to say it. Um, very different from mm-hmm. the past movies. Uh, kind of like in the Harry Potter sense, you know, where we start off all happy with the first two movies and then it started getting a little bit dark with the third and then the fourth and now we've got the right. fifth one coming out. But yeah, getting yes. back to movie 10. Now... Here's, here's an interesting thing I want to uh, get out here. Um, the single, which uh, which will be released on July 11th, a few days before the theatrical release, it'll be the first time since movie 8. If you remember, movie 9, Mamoru well, Bekimono never had a single release before the OST release. And this will be the first time that this would happen. Exactly, because... I don't know why, but they somewhat intentionally chose not to have a supporting single for Movie 9, which I think might have been a bad decision, because it probably could have helped generate more sales for the movie, but uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, English songs, uh, like, used specifically for a movie, like, and also because the, even though the Japanese do love, uh, like, have a huge appreciation for Western music, it's going to be interesting to see if the, uh, the single... Sale, the sales for the single will be remotely comparable to the uh, previous ones, like especially in terms of Oricon chart placing, or if, it, if it'll do maybe better or not as good because the also the English lyrics, right? So I think it's just one of those things. We'll just have to wait on and see. I think Sarah Brightman is popular more so in Asia than she is in North America, so maybe that might help. Um, but also her style of music is you know different from what I feel the Japanese usually listen to and what we listen to as well. To summarize uh, what I've been saying about uh, Movie 10 and the previous song, I think the uh, the song itself uh, um, will be indeed a very, very good song and potentially a uh, sign of uh, great things to expect from the movie. 
and it'll be interesting to know who the uh, male male vocalist is. You know, once the mm-hmm. full information gets out. Mm-hmm. And I myself am looking forward to both the uh, single and the uh, movie. All right, sounds All pretty right. good though. Something something to keep our eye on. And of course, uh, when we get more information, uh, we'll put it out to you through the Bubblecast and uh, our various websites. Indeed. And now we have the question of the week with Satoshi Good. Hey guys, this is Satokun with the question of the week and the answers for the question of the week for last week, which the question of the week was, what will your D or P or D and or P starter be? That kind of rhymed, didn't it? <laughs> well, I had many wonderful answers from you guys, and the first one I will read here will be Captain Post. And he said he would choose Chimchar as his starter because, well, it's a fire fi- type. And he's been using fire types since red and blue on this spinach green Game Boy. And let's see here, Raylith. He said Chimchar is what he'd be going with. In most games, a good fire type is difficult to find until near the end of the game where they don't matter as much. Blaziken's firefighting it was great in red, silver, and emerald. And Inframinape is looking to be great in DP. It's also a freaking monkey on fire. How can you not pick it, he says. <laughs> not my choice, but you know, when put like that, freaking monkey on fire, why not? <laughs> and we have Jonoichi with Turtwig. He has a reason for being that he always goes for the starter, which will take out half of the gym leaders and the Elite Four. With gym leaders like Roar, Crash Awake, and Vulcaner, once he gets Totera, they'll hopefully be easy sailing. Hmm. Well, we have Webnet saying Piplup. He has a penguin thing. Eh, penguins are cute. Also, he'd have chosen water types, um, or he has chosen water types two out of three times, Torchic being the only exception. Plus, he thinks that the Ice Twist is going to rock later on. He only hopes that it will be good enough to deal with the onslaught of grass Pokemon earlier on in the game. But he should be used to it, having fighted, uh, having trained Blastoids and Furligator to a hundred. <laughs> Alright, Bluntosaur says, no contest. Piplup, for three reasons. A, it kicks much ass in the anime, he says. Though for a while, he was kind of torn between it and Chimchar, since Paul's Chimchar ruled so much. Two, it has the best third Evo out of all three starters. Yeah, Water and Steel seems like a nice combo, and in that preview clip for Movie 10, the other two, Torterra and Inframnape, didn't look all that impressive, he says. And his third reason is that he usually picks Grass or Fire as his starter for the previous generation, so eh, for this one, thought it'd be fun to break tradition. Alright, Steel and Ice Rule says, ever since he heard there were three starters, he was thinking about which one he'd choose. At first, he thought he'd choose Piplup because it looks awesome, and when it evolved to Empleon, it would be part Steel. See his username, Steel and Ice Rule. (laughs) Then he thought Turtwig looked awesome because, well, (laughs) it just plain rocks, he says. But then those logic people out there are all like, No, choose Chimchar because you can't catch another fire type unless pony, except for Ponyta for like the whole game. But he doesn't like Chimchar, so he's going to be forced to go with whichever sounds coolest on April 22nd. Hmm, 
I guess that'll work. <laughs> Alright, Dratini says he's going to choose Turtwig for one reason. Nostalgia. Throughout all the generations, he's always chosen the Grass Starter. Bulbasaur was the first Pokemon he ever saw in the game, so he's chosen Grass Starter ever since then. Plus, eh, who wouldn't want to have a final evolution with a tree on its back? Grass for him, and he doesn't mean weed. <laughs> chosen mana, short and sweet, Piplup, water starters for the word. And Pikachu Trainer says, Piplup wins for him. Penguins are greater than all things that set foot or don't on the Earth's surface, or don't, Eva. Plus, it evolves into an armored pit penguin. Eh, eliteness refined, he says, with two threes and places of ease. Go figure. <laughs> Alright, and now that brings us to the question of the week for next week. And this week, or this week's question I'm giving you, is going to be a choice of two questions, either or, not both. Sorry. Um, so let's see here. First question would be, if you could have a single Pokemon in real life, which one would you have, and what would you do with it? And the second question of the week is, if you could have an animated guest role in the Pokemon anime series, what kind of role would you like your animated self to perform there? Please keep them PG rated, please. I don't want the fangirls saying, Oh, I'd love to date Ash and... Okay, we're not going to go any further than that. But yeah. And I can't wait to see your replies in the threads, in the uh, Bulb Garden, uh, qu or Bulbicast Question of the Week thread. And I can't wait to read them on the air next week. Can't wait to hear from you guys. <laughs> Bye. And thanks, Satoshun, for that question of the week. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Okay. And now our last call of the night will be Blonosaur. Let's get him in right now. Hello, Blonosaur. Welcome to Boldcast, episode number 15 of season 2. Hey, Blunt. How's it going? Hello. Hey, Blundasaur. Hi. How are you, sir? Not too shabby. Good to hear. Hey, what would you like to ask us this week? Okay, starting it off. The U.S. promotion of Diamond and Pearl. I've been getting mixed signals from all the uh, news reports I've been reading on Pokemon Palace and on uh, a couple other sites. Pokemon Palace said that um, they were pretty serious about um, a huge-time promotion and reviving the franchise. What with that... um convention they went to up in California, but I read on PocketMonsters.net that they all did almost nothing to promote the actual game itself. Well, the thing is, though, those are opinions. Could have really done a good job, and someone didn't think they did as good of a job as they thought they should have, and would have instantly said, ooh, no, they didn't you know, do a good job. Presence at a convention, especially for, you know, gaming companies uh, like Nintendo slash Pokemon USA... It's pretty standard. They have to make themselves present at, at most conventions because that's where their mainstream fans are. Now, that is very different than direct promotion of a new release, yeah. you know, game franchise. Indeed. I wonder how their presence is going to be at the launch party. Because... We won't until we see it. Yes, exactly. But April the launch party is the day the of the release. Okay? To promote a product, a release, any item, doesn't matter. You have to do it months in advance. 
and build Of course they did it. No, they, they didn't. They did not. They don't. They yeah, did it like guys, guys. two months in there. Do you think Nintendo and Pokemon USA really are serious about reviving the franchise? You know, I'm really wondering if they have something really, really huge planned post-release, and they've been really trying to keep mum about this because of that. But I'm also There's worried that, that um that they're not going to um do anything. In other other game releases, Ranger, for example. Uh, the previous generations, almost all of them, pre-release information was everywhere. They were, if you're right. They were very forthcoming with data, with game information, uh, imagery. Not only mentioned the special, the special for Mystery Dungeon. You also have to remember that the Japanese release of Diamond and Pearl was kept very secret. Well, not secretive, <laughs> but people weren't getting the um, card well, switches until you know, like the day or day before. It's really With odd this compared fourth generation um, release. Almost no information was let out anywhere. You're right. I mean, Japanese. Nope. We got a very, very, very slow drizzle. Uh, granted, uh, it was more than what uh, the USA and English information was. In general, there was almost no information until last minute. Now exactly. that's a marked change from their previous behavior. Pokemon USA, Nintendo is very forthcoming with the games. They did a lot of um, in-store promotion, you know, big posters, them stand-up things like uh, like SDGY's Pikachu. You know, <laughs> on an thing about them, an interesting side note, one of the managers at the GameStop told me that down at the Collins Hill branch where I'm picking up my copy, mm-hmm. they got 128 pre-orders so far. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. And that's uh, without, that's without advertising. Yeah. Well, you no. know what I'm wondering is if they decided that their per, per, previous marketing employees weren't doing as well as say spending less money on advertising and possibly doing something later on down the line, well, which we do don't know if that's that going to happen. The fan sites are doing their advertising for them. Speaking of which, if um the companies are serious about reviving the franchise, what do you think they've got planned? I would like to see some um, tours Events. again with the yes. uh, special, you know, downloads and whatnot. Pikachu car. They, they probably will. I, I bet you they will. Cause it, with, it'll take, with Diamond and Pearl, with the various um, unobtainables right now, yeah, they have a lot of room to operate with that. There's all kinds of stuff they can do to, you know. They could do similar to what to do with a journey across America. No, it'd have to be a lot more concise than that. I mean, uh, yeah, it's going to be more organized, more locations, and a whole lot more. Or perhaps maybe, or perhaps maybe a appear an appearance at Anime Next, which I. Well, there probably will be a Wii tie-in because you know you're connected to the Wii. Gotta have a Wii tie-in. Yada yada yada. You download something on that movie. Damn, will better get a U.S. theatrical release. Oh. Blunt, no. we're going to the theater and see We'd that like to thing see together. No, no. Movie 10 will not be able to receive it because, um, simply simply because it will not be popular enough to uh, As, slate it. Uh, you're you speculating. We won't see yes. 
thing like that where they, you know, in Japan they did the theater thing where you bring your DS and it automatically downloaded. Yeah, I know. We're we're hoping it just, you know, that the that the they are able to revive the brand enough so that we just at least get a uh, a theater release. We're not looking for extras. Yeah, we but then they would have to pay. Then they would have to pay uh, licensing fees for movie theaters, and I do not think they have that money. Um, no, I don't think it's going to happen either. But you might see a kiosk in in popular game stores. <laughs> It's just like they did on Blockbuster a few years back, remember, with Snap and Stadium? Yeah. Might Maybe something, something like that. that. You might see, um, like we said, an, an expanded tour or two to yeah. get the uh, unlockables. Or perhaps the conventions, who knows? The, that, well, they do that anyways at conventions and, and right. various other industry activities. But I'm talking about special Pokemon only. You know, Pack everything up in a trailer somewhere or a motorhome and go on tour. It's like the Wheel of Fortune bus. No, it's not. It's better because it says Pikachu on it. <laughs> but, you know, the, the whole point is they're not really doing a lot overtly right now, but there's always the possibility that they will. We do not know what they're thinking. I mean, they can, they can just exactly. go completely into left field and then just pull something out of their, out of their hat. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. So exactly. it, it just, we just have to wait and see what happens. We can only hope. Indeed. Got another one, Blood? Okay, moving on. Question number two. And this is a game-relating question, since Kuroka-chan's been bugging me to ask one. All right. All right. Why is the Elite Four so hard in every game? Because they're the Elite Four. I'm just hoping the Elite Four and Diamond and Pearl don't give me too much of a headache. I hope they're challenging enough that most people can't do it on the first attempt. Right. Blue and uh, red, you know, they actually had all these hard puzzles in them, and they were... Yeah, you had to go back a couple easy. of times to, to yeah. finish the damn game, and that was pretty cool. Yes, you know, a game is supposed to have, a, you know, replay value in multiple hours if you're playing an RPG. Mm. Not just, ooh, hey, it's yeah, so easy. I don't want to trump through cities Arf. and just beat every gem leader and get to the end of the game and be done. And like, yeah, hey. Narf's not right. I hope that answers your question, Blunt. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's what it does. Moving on to the third. Oh, I'm coming out of the woodwork tonight. It's a week before the release. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about the rest of you, but the waiting is driving me nuts. It's driving a lot of people nuts. So how have you guys been keeping yourselves occupied while waiting? Since, anime. Since, uh, since I'm not interested in the games, I have other things to think about. There's ways to keep, keep ourselves busy so that our mind's not con- consistently on Diamond and Pearl. All right. Anything else? Well, yeah, one last thing. No, but before I go, I'd like to close with my with my tried and true Wobbuffet impression. All right. Wobbuffet. Night, you night. Sir. Don't let the crabby yeah. bite. Night, sir. Thanks for the call. Thank you. No problem. Bye. Adios. Tatawa. Blunt's always a trippy call. And now I would like to give some closing thoughts. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us for Volcast episode number fifteen of season two. It's great that you're li- still listening in after all these weeks. And uh, just as a reminder, please, we need more people to call in because we've had the same people call in for the last uh, 15 shows or so. So yeah, please. Like some diversity. Mm-hmm. Indeed we so. We want to hear from you guys out there. Yes. Indeed. Uh, you, um, we make a show you, for you, so be a part of it. Yeah. We, we know form. some of you guys are shy out there, but remember, we're all friends, and we would love to have you. you know, on by. Just, just, just come. We'll, we'll make you feel Don't got a question. Worry. That's fine. Make your opinion known. <laughs> Exactly, and uh, remember, there, remember, there's places you can you can post on the Bulba Garden forum, of course. Mm-hmm. In the Bulbacast section, um, there is a Bulbacast section, of course. Um, it's a switchboard. 
Yes, indeed, the switchboard. And there, uh, if you have any questions, if you want to know how you can get on to BulbaCast, or if you have any comments uh, to make in the BulbaCast and you want your voice heard, do not hesitate in posting. Because we want every we want everybody to have their voice heard, and that's what drives this show. We love Whatever you guys. Do, yes, indeed so. And uh, do post on the forums. Please do get yourself involved with Bulbacast, because that's how we roll around here, and we want you there. And I want sure. to thank everyone who, uh, who posts each week for the question of the week. I love you guys, and I would love to get a couple of you guys in on the cast. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of you are Great. actually a little too shy to... Um, to call in, but as I said, you we know, don't bite. we're all friends here. No, we don't bite. We're actually <clears throat> really fun, and you probably have a good time. So, yeah, probably come on. I'm sure you will. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And just a reminder, please go to the places that we tell you to go to, PokemonPalace.net, PokemonSys.net, BulbaGarden.net, IRC. The server is IRC.PokemonSys.net. The channels are Pound Bulbacast, Pound Bulbagarden, and Pound Pocket Monsters for your anime-related needs. I would like to say that uh, thank you for joining us here on BulbaCast. I would like to thank uh, PPN Steve, Sabashkun, Dratini927, <laughs> Inner Liger, Kasumi, Misty, and our call-ins, Blantasaur, RG, and Fullmaster. And this is T.S. Killer reminding you to keep your pigeons safely flying and to keep your monsters in your pocket. Good night, everybody. Stay new to your Pikachu. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>